single mother of five out here doing more than most do in a day. And right. and, and I still got to struggle to raise money for my campaign. Is my black people with money? I don't care about no dope money. Give me that dope boy money. Where the is dope? Where the duffel bag boy? Get you find you somebody in your family that don't even know you donating to my campaign and put that shit under their name. This is the only way you're gonna change the the dynamics in South Carolina. We need some secret sleepers. Like we need we need them to run as the other side, even though they for our side. And we need them to win. She is now the Democratic candidate for U.S. Senate from South Carolina. And while she is working to unseat U.S. Senator Tim Scott in November, South Carolina State Representative Crystal Matthews says she regrets a recent phone call with a prison inmate. She says her comments were laden with expletives, but fires back that this was a private conversation and her comments understood by the people she was speaking to. Representative Matthews of Latson, South Carolina, spoke with me hours after that phone call was leaked by Project Veritas, a far-right activist group. Representative Matthews, thank you very much for coming over to speak with me. Of course, this is an issue that a lot of people are talking about today. And we first of all want to confirm, is this you in the phone call with a South Carolina prison inmate? So this is me in the phone call, yes. Who are the other people, first of all, on that call? So um, I did, hadn't named the woman, but she was an activist that called me on three-way and said, hey, I have somebody I'm really excited for you to meet. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But I didn't know he was an inmate and I didn't know him. So I didn't find that out until after the call was over. Did you know you were speaking with the prison inmate? No, I did not, no. So I messaged her after and I said, hey, hey why didn't you tell me? And she said, oh, I assumed you knew him so I assumed you knew. I mean, I guess apparently he's pretty popular or whatever, but I mean, I don't, I don't know him. So, I mean, I wouldn't know that. In the phone call, let's just get right to it. We hear you encouraging illegal activity. That's what you're doing on the phone call. So I'm not encouraging illegal activity. So I had this interview earlier and I've, so when you're in private, for me, you know, as a black woman in our society, we talk trash. I mean, we, we just relaxed and we talked down. So it wasn't like, you know, I'm not encouraging people to do those things, but the context was left out of the conversation, right? So the context of like when I said sleepers, you know, it wasn't that it's such a foreign concept. Everybody forgot about Operation Chaos from the 2020 presidential election where Republicans were encouraged to, to vote in the Democratic primary. We also have a prime example of that in a couple of senators, U.S. senators that are sitting right now and are Democrat in name only. But they keep infiltrating our party and, you know, we're not saying anything, right? So it's like, let's not act like this is new stuff. Everything I said is something I've talked about on my campaign trail. It's the tone and the, the, um, the way I said it, I think that caught people so off guard. But that was a private conversation with a black individual and we were talking the talk, right? When people get in private, they don't necessarily talk the same way they do. When you're on air, you talk a certain way. When you're around your family, you don't sound like you sound when you're on air. I listened to the tape. I listened to the tape and I heard you say that very clearly stealing signs, using drug money to finance campaigns, Democrats running as Republicans. So you're actually saying this is what the other side does 
this is what we should do also. So it no. doesn't sound as if you're joking at all. Are you saying that you're joking about this? Or? No, it, I mean, it's tongue in cheek, right? It's not a joke, but it's kind of it's sarcasm based on what I've said. So the, the crazy part about this is my supporters have heard me say and talk about these things in length and they're not taken aback by it at all mm -hmm. because I do have an expanded conversation. That was a chopped up audio of pieces of a conversation that were put together. But I've, this is not anything that I haven't addressed. So when we talk about signs, how many people out there have heard me say I had six banging yard signs and somebody stole all of them? Almost all of my followers will raise their hand and say they've heard me say it. The context and when I was talking about the signs was in reference to things like that. When I was, but I'm not saying for people to do it. So when people keep saying, oh, you're encouraging people to do it. No, you can thank Project Veritas for that because that was a one-on-one -on -one conversation where he knew exactly what I meant. So when things get lost in translation to the public that weren't meant for the public, who is that on? So now let's talk about the dope boy money. So the dope boy money. So I find it funny that everybody skips over the first line of that sentence, which is that my campaign was not really doing well financially, right? So if I had dope boy money, would I be saying that? If I had dope boy money, wouldn't I have yard signs and bumper stickers and all this fancy stuff? Wouldn't I have stuff? Like we would not be struggling if I had dope boy money. That was a tongue in cheek statement, but the way I was talking about it, and again, nothing that I haven't said on my campaign trail. A drug is a drug is a drug. Tim Scott has accepted over $200,000 in pharmaceutical money. We talk about opioid crisis every single week in the state house. That's a drug. It's a problem as well. So what we see is that when it's one of the drugs in the upper echelon, it's legal and nobody cares about when they use that money. But when it comes to the black community, we talk about crack, cocaine and heroin. It's like, oh, well, those are illegal. So that's like hush, like we can't, oh my God. So then we, it gets into that, the haves and the have nots. It's like, oh, we're always gonna be able to keep them here because X, Y, and Z. So that is not me saying take dope money from heroin, crack and cocaine. I'm giving a reference as in a drug is a drug is a drug. Don't keep telling me that, oh, well drug money is bad when he's taking drug money. Might be pharmaceutical, but it's still drug money. When we talk about um, I gave the example of my committee, right? They wanted to take ivermectin to treat COVID. It says on the FDA website very plainly that it is not something that you can use to treat COVID. But they came and put a bill in the state house, Republicans did, to get that approved. And when they did, I said, so, but the FDA says that you can't, well, we want something other than the vaccine. We want to be able to try something else. I said, oh, much like my people want to use medical marijuana. I know Jamaicans who use it in soup. They make rubs out of it. They do all kind of other things, not just smoke it. But when it's that, it's like, oh, well, no, we need to study it for another 80 years before we can approve that because um, people on marijuana just, do you see what I'm saying? This is the conversation that I want to have when it comes to representation. I'm not going to bite my tongue, Carolyn, because people want me to come in a perfect box. I have not done anything illegal. Judge me by my works. I have been serving for four years, four, with five children driving back and forth up the road, 
not having a bunch of money like everybody else, struggling to make ends meet. If I was interested in all that other stuff, I would have been quit. I am doing this because I care. I'm offering myself to the people because I care, but I will not let people beat up on me just because I offer myself to the public. Do you regret that phone call? I regret the phone call because it has taken away from the purpose so much. But at the same time, it's been a blessing and a curse because our race has not received that much coverage. We had four black women running on the ticket and we didn't get very much coverage at all this election cycle. So it's a blessing and a curse because what they did was elevate, give me an amplified platform to talk about the things that matter to me. Like I said in my live this morning, they need to sweep around their front door before they come trying to sweep around ours. Right now we are watching um, courtroom after courtroom after courtroom with all this crap coming out and they still have the audacity, the narcissism to point a finger at somebody else. No, I'm sorry, you're worried about my words. I'm worried about your actions. But if you heard an opponent mm -hmm. in a similar call, would you be concerned? I wouldn't, no. I mean, we hear it all the time now. I, I hear stuff all the time about what Republicans are going to do and what they're not going to so do. So what's and the difference? Why is what you're saying different so than me, if you heard someone else so say le, it? So let me tell you why I'm not, why I wouldn't be concerned. Because I deal with people how they treat me, and I deal with people where, where the, what they do connects with what I do. How did this phone call get out? How did we come to here? Well, apparently Project Veritas has connections that I don't know about. And this call was since February. So do you think it's random that it came out two days before the election? I don't. I have no idea. Um, I don't know how it came out. But I know that for me, seeing Trump retweeted the father of the insurrection himself, who said he could grab women by the P and it was locker room talk. So really, I mean... You can really retweet and try to point a finger. That tells me one thing. They are scared to death that I'm going to be the nominee to run against Tim Scott. I'm here to give myself to the people of South Carolina for a purpose. I'm not going to be in politics forever. But this is my time now because I've been called to this spot. I have a strong back. No matter how much they keep throwing at me. I'm going to keep showing up for working families here in South Carolina. And then when that time is done, I hope that by that time I've inspired some young folks, some other women, some single mothers to get into this. This is why good people don't get in politics. Because when you get in politics and you become part of the, the limelight, people feel like they can just beat down on you. They just want to beat you up and beat you up. And they don't realize you're just simply offering yourself. That is a part of the problem on why we can't get good people to stay in. Because don't nobody want to be beat up for trying to do good. Nobody. And I, you know, I talk rough and, and all that happened, but we have a bigger purpose to serve here. All of us have a responsibility. And one final word, any regrets with this phone call? I do regret that the phone call happened. Um, I wish that, you know, I would have known because Everything is not palatable for everybody. Um, you know, when you talk to children, you talk in a way that's palatable for them. When you talk to adults, you talk in a way that's palatable for them. But this was, you know, I, I hear people say worse than this. I have so many text messages 
about this call and it literally says F them or I don't give a F and that's explicit, right? But that was sent to me privately. So that's like me taking a screenshot and posting that this person texts me that. You see what I'm saying? Representative Matthews, thank you very much for speaking with me. Thank you. Thank you. for this episode of Let's Talk. Let's Talk is produced by Eric Johnson. I'm the host, Carolyn Murray. We welcome your comments and advice on our podcast, so please write a review and share the link with others. Thanks again for listening to Let's Talk. Goodbye until the next time. Mm-hmm.